Okay. Here we go. Hello, New Haven, and welcome back to Arts Respond on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. I'm your host, Lucy Gelman, and today I am really excited to be here with a beautiful constellation of people, and we are talking about something that could not be more important. We're talking about World AIDS Day and specifically um, a multimedia, I would say arts, arts heavy, arts focused um, celebration, recognition of World AIDS Day that is taking place on December 2nd. So you may think, okay, but World AIDS Day is December 1st and that's correct, but December 2nd, which is a Saturday at 6 p.m. at 266 Shelton Avenue, which is St. Mary's UFWE Church. Yes. Correct. So we are going to get right into it. So Andrea Daniel Singleton, you are the, I, I would say the Renaissance woman who brought this to me. So kick us off, kick us off. Tell us a little bit about what's in store. So um, what's in store on December 2nd is a celebration. We want mm -hmm. to come together. We want to live and love and encourage one another. We want to just love and uplift and let each other know that we're here for one another and we all are important and we all matter and HIV is not a death sentence, but That's you right. can live and you can live well. That's right. And I would love for the beautiful folks who are on the Zoom to introduce themselves and how they came to work around awareness, prevention, and then also the arts, because we're talking about, um, you know, arts and, and also, I know faith for several of the folks on this call is very important. And both of those can be portals into understanding and talking about um, HIV, as Andrea, as you said, is no longer a death sentence. So um, I'm going to kick it off with Nadine Ruff, who I'm, I'm trying to not have a fangirl moment, by the way. <laughs> Um, but who has she's has, my fan too yes um, <laughs> please don't who, make me first, please don't least, make me first. <laughs> at least on, on zoom um is oh and i the beauty of community radio as i see we have someone else joining us hello oh yes hi it's colin haywood welcome 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 we just got kicked Thank off you. so we're so happy you're here um Thank so you. Nadine, you said don't start with you. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm, you already started, so I might as well go go ahead. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm a intensive medical case manager at AIDS Project, I mean AP and H, a place of inertia health. Um, and how I got involved is that I've been living with HIV for over thirty eight years. So I was a client first, and um, I'm also a um, licensed master social worker so i'm doing clinician work now um i'm also a, a founder of a transgender support group called divinely you um and i got involved because you know i i watched us pass away with this disease and um so i wanted to help you know and um not only did i want to be a client i want to find a ways to help so i figured going to school and um getting to where I can get degrees so where I can be a part of the helping process. So um I did that. And so now 
I I work at APNH and I've gotten several awards for helping people in the community with HIV and AIDS. Um, so and somehow or another, I like to end the, the epidemic of HIV and AIDS in the neighborhoods of our um, brown and black people. So that's what I'm here for. Who would like to take it? So this is meant to be an organic conversation. So I'm just going to say, you know, jump in, folks. Hi, I'm Sean Hardy. I am at Silver Cooper downtown New Haven with my some of my favorite people. I'm jumping in only as always the master of ceremony for my cousin Andrea Daniels Singleton events. So this is another event that she's having. And for some reason, she thought enough of me. Um, and Lucy, it's good to see you. She thought enough of me to ask me to be an MC, Master of Ceremony. So I'm only here as the Master of Ceremony or narrator, narrator for another fabulous event that my one of my favorite relatives is hosting. So that is my partake for tonight's event. Because I'm going to be zooming out very, very surely to go back to my oxtails, praise the Lord. And oh, so oh, because not on, not on can tonight. You, can you bring that on tonight? Not and of on tonight. I love everybody, and I appreciate the cause, and I salute the cause. And because of her, she's always having wonderful um, monologues or wonderful life changing situations. She always think enough of me to be as master of ceremony. So I promise. I had a Zoom problem, but I promised that I was Zooming. And so I'm hoping that everybody will support her as they have done over the course of the years because she has such fabulous ideas, uh, intellectually, musically, spiritually, and naturally. I don't know if my intellect is where her intellect is, but nevertheless, I appreciate her for always thinking enough of little old me to be yeah. a participant in all her gatherings. And so, you know, our family is a little bit private and a little bit bougie. Mm. And so um, that's how it is. And so I'm only up here tonight uh, to salute her for a job well done. And it's good to see all of you. I know all of you are, and I love all of you and your respective places. And so Hardy is zooming out. But I just wanted to say, Andrea, great job. Lucy, we worked together for several years with the Board of Education, a lot of my projects at the school. And so I'm just glad to be a part. And Andrea, I do these things because of her. And I Thank salute you. her work in the community. It's and because gonna, of you. And you're going to bring some of that oxtail, right? Tonight. Zoom in. On December 2nd, you'll bring it, okay. <laughs> yeah, December 2nd is what that. it is, New Haven, Connecticut. Please come out and support Andrea, cousin Andrea Daniel Singleton work. Um, all I can say to you is Andrea, it's a fabulous um project that you're putting together. I love you dearly, and the best is yet to come. Thank you for considering me. I'm zooming out. My oxtails are calling me right now with green. Hallelujah. All right. It's good to see all of you. All right. All right. All right. Ciao, ciao. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Stephen Jenkins, let's hop to you. Oh, God. Oh, I have to follow that. <laughs> that is my cousin, Sean Hardy. I am Stefan Jenkins. I am another 
uh, family uh, relative of Andrea cousin. Um, and I am always, um, I don't, I'm very careful and, and, uh, strategic and who I connect with, especially, um, you know, doing things for the community and making sure they're reputable and, you know, just done with integrity and taste and so on and so forth. And uh, my cousin Andrea, not just because she's family, always um, does an amazing job at bringing hard um, I don't, I, I, there's a better word than hard, but that was the first word that came to my mind, but issues and, and, uh, situations that aren't talked about on the, you know, in the norm, especially in the church community, um, they should be having these conversations and should be having, you know, shows like, or not shows, I'm not going to say shows, but celebrations such as this, bringing awareness and bringing light to the community um, abroad. She always does an amazing job, um, you know, bringing it and collaborating it with the arts. I also work closely with her um, for her, with her monologues. And also, uh, you know, I believe I met you, Lucy, the last time on our video chat for the monologue. And, um, I got involved because she pulled me back in. But not only that, I work in I work with behavioral health. I work for a behavioral health organization. And um, you know, when receiving the phone calls and hearing the stories and having to, you know, be able to assist and assess um, you know, the clients that we get, you know, I hear it, you know, I hear it abroad. Not only that, my mom um was HIV for many, many, I think about maybe. 12 years before she even said anything to anyone and she's no longer with us um not due to you know the um hiv um but domestic abuse so that's all another you know um tree but when we found out you know we didn't know she was you know going through this and having to live through this and what you know so on and so forth for so many years so I, you know, I'm I'm pleased that Andrea asked me to be a part. Um, I'm sure she'll have me running around, helping her out on December 2nd. Whatever <laughs> she needs to do, I'm always there. Um, but it's always a pleasure. And for those listening, please make sure you come out, bring a friend, pull them on in. December 2nd, we're going to be at St. Mary's uh, Unison Free Will Baptist Church at 266 Shelton Avenue in New Haven at 6 p.m. sharp. Please come out and be informed, be educated, um, be encouraged to know, again, as Andrea said, it is not a death sentence. So come mm -hmm. out and celebrate. And I, I want to talk about, so um, Mr. Shaw, I, I would love yeah. for you to introduce yourself, but then I also do want to talk about something, Andrea, that you lifted up at the beginning of this that is so important, um, which is one, HIV is not a death sentence. And two, it is so vitally important that people know their status. Absolutely. Um, and absolutely. I'm so happy. We're going to have HIV testing on that night as well. Correct. So we are fully equipped. We're going to have literature. We're going to have HIV testing. We're going to have case managers in the building so you know 
where they are and what agency or um, medical center or hospital that they are located. We have a physician, Dr. O, he's going to speak. We have a HIV positive powerhouse, Gloria Sessor. She's coming. She's out of Brooklyn, New York. She's going to address the community. We, my vision and my mission is to say, wake up everybody. Mm. Mm. Very, 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 very interesting. Very interesting. And that song will be sung. Wake up everybody. everybody. Well, yeah. you know, I, you know, Andrea, I'm glad you um, convinced me to get involved because, you know, Andrea's been trying to get me involved for a long time. She's yes. <laughs> But you know, I you know, I'm just busy. You know, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy. You know, and you know, um, but you know, this you know, this 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 work is my is um from the outside looking in, people might look at it as my day job, but it's not a job, it's really, you know, a calling. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I remember. Um, and I, and I've and I've just seen <laughs> through the years I've been you know involved working with people who live with um, AIDS and HIV. Uh, when I first started working uh, doing this work um, with uh, Elsie Cofield, um, I was working with Bell's Funeral Home setting up uh, um, you know funerals for people. I mean that was the very first work that we did because, you know, there were families that abandoned um, uh, their children. Um, I mean, there was some real stuff going on here. I mean, people did not want to, uh, and Mrs. Cofield was there. Hmm. AIDS Interfaith was there. Um, uh, There were several other uh, case managers that were there, Beverly Dykes, there were others. Azim Rahman, uh, there were others. Uh, there were other uh, case managers that were there that were really, you know, boots on the ground mm-hmm. with regard to uh, meeting the community um, that were that were living with this disease right where they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just really incredible um, the group that we had, and just to see people grow, um, to go from you know, uh, preparing people for the end of life, to watching people have children, to watching people uh, go to school and, you know, build careers. It's so refreshing. Yes. Um, and sometimes I, I get emotional because it it um, it's not uh, something that, you know, you just come it's it's not a mechanical job. It's not something that you just come, you know, to work and just do. These are real people and real lives that you've uh, uh, seen grow and help grow. And uh, so it means a lot to me. Uh, and it means more than money. It means more than position and title. It means more than anything that I've ever done. And people ask me why I've done it so long. Um, uh, but it, it's really been a rewarding thing for me to, uh, be in the position to help, uh, and, and guide, uh, our people, um, 
Uh, I work at the Cornell Scott Hill Health Center where I've learned uh, so much about um, HIV and the disease working alongside uh, of the medical providers. Um, it, um, it, 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 I can't say how rewarding um, it's been for me and the information that I've been able to share with the patients uh, um, that we serve in the community. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm coming to this event because, you know, I'm down with the program. Just, I'm just letting y'all know. That's just how it is. And if I wasn't invited, I wouldn't have said nothing, but I would have felt a certain kind of way. <laughs> I like. That. I wouldn't have said nothing, but I would have been like, "Yo, what's up with that?" Why are you? Because you... because I want to because I want because I want to be a part, and I want to I want to let people know that uh, folks like us haven't gone anywhere. We're you know, and if we do decide to go some other places we're training up people real good people to come behind us you know we know that uh uh we still have a lot of work to do but we've come a long long way and we have to tell the story correctly particularly in new haven because new haven suffered very very greatly greatly in this uh uh, uh in this area and there's a story to tell but then there's also um uh, uh, some some real good success stories out there um, that also need to be told and also need to be celebrated and also need to be uplifted uh, uh, in many ways and 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 that's a real theme that we really need to talk about. That's what World AIDS, AIDS Day needs to be about too. Not only just memorializing individuals who have left because we love them, yes, but we want to also talk about the progressions of those. Who had to suffer and survive, mm -hmm. and make it. Mm. You know, um, uh, uh, you know, paying rent, you know, going to school, you know, those everyday things, you know, and in many cases having to have that secret, mm. right? <laughs> like for twelve years. Mm -hmm. I I know for me, first I think the um incredible. First of all, I'd like to thank you, um, yourself, in, in in front of this audience because you've had a part of playing in my life to get into this to place that I, I am. If it had not been for Elsie Caulfield being one of the first transgender women in the New Haven area accepting me, I don't know if I would be here still today. You know, because not only did was I a, a, a black woman with a trans experience, but I also was living with HIV, and um. And that was not pretty much welcoming in churches, you know. That's so, right. so being able to stand here today and to and to be, I should say, a success story when it comes to HIV and AIDS. But um, but I also have a, I would what would I say? I have a feeling of like um, why why me? When I watch so many other people pass away and um. So I have some of that guilt, like, why am I still here? You know what I'm saying? But I find I realize why I'm here because it, it helped me to do the work. It had positioned me to do the work that I'm doing today. And yes. um, so it helps me to try to get, like I, like I said, I'm an intensive medical case manager at APNH. And 
I can talk to those clients because I I am one of those clients and mm -hmm. get them to be, look, come on, we're not dying today. We have tools, you know? And so it helps me to, like Yusuf was saying, meet them where they at. I am where they at. You know what I'm saying? So it's easier for me to reach out to them and say, look, we can, we can do, how can I help you? What do I need to do? You know? And so, I I appreciate and I, and I thank you for having me come on um come aboard on this because like there are some true there is some life story true stories and success stories in in this process of living with HIV today I, they, when they say people living with HIV no some of us allow HIV to live with us today is not that's living a good with, one it's living <laughs> with I'm asking it to live with me you know and um and so that way I don't have to have it take over my life. You know, right. I'm not just a person that's living with HIV. I'm also a parent. I'm a um was a student. I'm a counselor. I'm all of that. You know, and my fight is like I, I mentioned earlier, how to get this in our communities. Like, how do we get the resources in our communities so we can end? Because we're never in the epidemic of HIV and AIDS if we're not reaching the people of color in the right. neighborhood that that's they right. are. That's you know? right. So that's my fight. You know, my fight is like okay. I get that we're you're you're placed right in our in our community. Can we get the resources that other people are getting? You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that's how it said, um, that's not people of color who have all the success and have all the resources and have all that. When and I was just at a meeting the other day when it says we don't quite understand why the areas of 06511 still popping up with, with HIV. New guy. <laughs> Really? I have to explain to him because you're not reaching, you're not giving the resources. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. How how can they how can they have the why they don't have the resources that you you guys have? Somebody needs to knock them. I said some of us need to become a Jehovah Witness and knock at some doors. And but, that's, you know, it's, so, it's, that's who it, I'm going it, for. I'm going for that 06511. I'm mm -hmm. going for that 06515. I mean, you know, it's incredible. You know, it, it <laughs> it's it, you know. <laughs> They, you know, they cut the prevention dollars, mm -hmm. right? You know, so you don't, you, you don't have, you know, the the manpower to go out there and get the message out there when you need to get it out there, mm -hmm. and then they wonder why, you know, the numbers go up. Yeah. Okay, you know, this is, you know, it's, you know, what I, from what I've learned, you know, it's, you know, they can count this 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 stuff is countable. They can they can count this. The, the, the data shows that when there's prevention dollars in the right places, you know, there is a decrease. Some of the issues. But what gets me the most is like it's not just the areas of um, 06511 or 06506 or whatever. It's all over the world. And it's yeah. not just it's all areas just like the 106511. You know what I'm saying? It's all like those areas. Now, when you put these organizations right in the, right in the middle of these areas, why are these people getting reached? But we're still every every year talking about ending the epidemics of HIV and AIDS. But you're not coming into those neighborhoods where they for them. So, like, I'm one of those spokespersons, a person that HIV is living with. Like, how do you help my people? I'm tired of seeing my people, my black and brown people, Getting, you know, still popping up with, with, with um newly diagnosed people with HIV. There should be no newly diagnosed if we got all this new tools. Um, 
what is it? Um, U equals you. If you are under undetectable, you're untransmittable. You know, but I what I've come to realize so in in our neighborhoods and is that the stigma is so 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 deep that people don't want to maybe test or maybe want to talk about. Oh, exactly. You know, why are you testing? Said, you know, you must have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why you know, are you that, over there you know, by the truck? We got to get past that stigma so that way right. we can reach our brothers and sisters because, like, this is what HIV and AIDS look like. And I might say, I might say to myself, I'm a very beautiful HIV and AIDS looking candidate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so but, I, um, oh, sorry. But, go ahead. Um, you had something to say? No, no, please go ahead. I'm so sorry. I cut but you off. I want people to realize, like, we're not dying today, you know, and you can be healthy as long as you take your find out, first of all. Find out if you're if you're um if you're positive, and uh, and what because what I've learned was at first I thought it was and most people probably thought like I did, but at first I thought it was a curse. I thought it was a curse because oh I'm a, I'm a woman with a trans experience, or it could be somebody a man having sex with men or whatever or the LGBT community. At first I thought it was cursed, but I realized that it wasn't a curse. It was a better way to show me how to take care of me, and I think if that message get out. Then people start to okay, you know, you don't have to die. We're not dying today. I will have watched many of my counterparts pass away, but today we're not dying. We're living. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I also wanted to ask, and and this is for the group, and Andrea, you can hop in if you want. You know, I think there is a deep connection between defeating stigma and celebrating this day and and also holding space for the people who we've lost over decades and decades because the conversations that we were having in the 1970s and 1980s and in New Haven into the 90s New Haven was I believe the capital of Connecticut for the HIV and AIDS epidemic at one time um from like the late 80s into the early 90s correct and um and it's a very different conversation today. And thank goodness, right? Yes. Um, yes. And yet, I think, Ms. Ref, you're absolutely right that there is still so much stigma mm -hmm. among folks um, and, and shame as well. Yeah. Sure. Um, and, and those two are horrible bedfellows because they feed off of each other. Mm. And, it's, and it's toxic. It, it's also, it also helps the virus. You know what I'm saying? Because because you're so worried about how somebody might see you, what people. Because mm -hmm. we're That's still right. stuck on that. Like, oh, if you come to my house, you got to use a paper plate. We got to bleach everything. People are still stuck in that that, that that mind frame. You know, in that process because because of what the message that was put out there, and now they're not getting a new message that okay, yeah. there's tools. You know what I'm saying? You you don't catch it from. Looking at a person, you don't catch it. From That's the right. Call it. You can, you won't catch it from the doorknob. You know, what I'm or saying? toilet seat, or toilet seat. So right, <laughs> I think it right. Has in, it has not been embedded into our people of color because we're still traumatized about and with the stigma. I, you know, I think it, I, I think it's be I think it's because I, I think it's because a lot of us have just wanted to just just turn our backs to it mm -hmm. like it didn't exist mm. and wish it away mm. 
Or, or pray it away. Or pray it away. <laughs> pray it away. Yeah. And, wow. yeah. and yeah. that was not going to happen because, you know, I mean, God even showed us that that wasn't going to happen. People just left. You know, people were dying. Yeah. And and I mean, and and I mean, this is not just, you know, a church thing. This is this is a mosque thing, too. Mm-hmm. OK, don't think that, you know, we haven't lost Muslim brothers and sisters uh, uh, from HIV and AIDS mm. because we have. So, I mean, it, you know, we 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 it, we have to really face you know, the fact that we really didn't do a good job at communicating everything the right mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. the way we really should have. And I will say, and I I, I know I'm, I'm not trying to be biased towards Mrs. Cofield, but she tried. Yes, she did. She really tried to make sure that the message got out there the right way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And 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 but, but I, I, understand. I understand they needed more people than just Miss Cofield. We I know exactly. That's right. You can't be a one woman revolution. And, you can't and, do it all yourself. And that's that's what happened. I, and I think and I think the collab I, for some reason the collaboration just didn't happen. I don't know. I think it was too much, too much competition. You know, instead of you know people just saying, "Hey, look, just let's just do it." Let's just do it together. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, you know, if I have this agency and you have that, you know, it was just too much of that, that, that kind of infighting. And, you know, it just got it, everything just got diffuse. Mm. And 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 um it's it's just really a shame. Um, but but I know that there's a lot of people in the community that don't understand you equals you. Because when they come in and get in, you know, for the rapid testing, and when they come in for STD testing in the ID department, they're asking a lot of questions mm-hmm. based on what they hear in the community. And if you gave them a quiz, they would be it would Failed. be all wrong. <laughs> Failed. It I, would be I, all wrong. And not, and I mean not I mean not to be funny or anything. But we give them, but we give them, we give them the information. And that's why forums like this is so, so, so important. Because what you hear, you know, in the street, in the bathroom, in the corner, is not gonna save you. Mm-hmm. It's not. You just have to be, you, you, you have to get accurate information out in the community. Because if you know anything like I know. The worst thing that can get out in the community is something that ain't true, because that's the. <laughs> and because it spreads I, like wildfire. One of the reasons I chose to make it different than what I experienced with World AIDS Day is I found that many times I became sad because of the way you know they. No disrespect to the people that have gone on, right? But it was it, it made me really sad because it was so you you had to look at so many names going up the screen and you know uh, so many different tributes and I was just like my God, and it, it made me really sad. So this time I wanted to celebrate the survival 
the hard work of individuals. And I didn't want to single anybody out because we all are affected by it. So if I bring it in as a celebration and celebrating everybody that's affected by it, I'm not singling anybody out, any one community out. So the, the message will be received by everyone. What you take to you is what you need. What you don't, you throw out. Well, well, but I, I didn't I, want to single anybody out. So uh, I, I want to talk about how we're making this into a celebration and what folks can look forward to on December 2nd at 6 p.m. And I also want to bring in our guest who's on the phone. Thank you for waiting so patiently. Oh, Coley. Colin, are you still there? Oh, maybe not. Well, you, well, well, you, you can see. You, I'm, you I'm here. I'm here. Oh, you're oh, here. You Beautiful. Go. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, thank thank you. you for thank waiting you. so patiently. Uh, uh, so one of the one of the things I want to make sure that we talk about, so folks who are listening know, is how this is going to be a celebration a celebration that is also an education right yes because i, I yes. think that people yes. have uplifted that and that is vitally important so colin handing the floor over to you for a moment well i think music plays a major role with it's uplifting and i mean of course you have a very a merit of different types of music that could either bring you down or uplift you and i think through uh, all of the things that um, communities have gone through, and uh, with this, uh, music has really can can really uplift you to get you through these these valleys and, and points in your life. And I think this is a night of to to celebrate uh, musically a, a music of hope, of, uh, of of joy, and excitement that uh, we're still here, and uh, we have life to live. I mean, years ago, I came through the 70s, and I heard you all talking earlier, and it was, the church was uh, not, as, not involved with getting, educating the people. And I think the media really brought an awareness of, of fear. Like, I think some of heard someone saying, you can, they told don't shake hands with people, don't do this, that, and the other thing. And I think that because of that, the stigma has... Uh, you know, was, 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 was born that uh, you can't do uh, or involve yourself. With. I have been my friends that passed from, from that, but they weren't, as uh, Andrea said, to celebrate not the, the they're gone, but to celebrate those that are here. And not only that, to celebrate those that are gone and the families that have been involved with all of this, with their, with their families that are even still dealing and living with HIV now. And, uh, but it's a, it's, a, it's a night of hope and celebration. We celebrate other things. We need to celebrate uh, 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 this as well. Musically, uh, the, the great information that will be given uh, to, to the people that have come. And I think to show love to, to everyone in terms of, uh, it's not, a, as they said, not a death sentence, but it, it's, a, it's a part of our lives that we're all uh, involved with. There's no one, no one is not, and we're all involved in this. Uh, to to to, um, to make people's lives better, uh, I think. And uh, if you don't have it, have lived with it, you know someone that has, so you know, or is living with it. And so it's a point of I think to to, to show love, reach out, 
to everyone and, and come to get information that, that you could probably send and bring to one of your family uh, or friends uh, and just to celebrate people that are there uh, for the work and, and uh, that they're doing if you're working in the community uh, or, or just to celebrate a uh, celebration of life. And if not a celebration, most times you have a celebration of life if someone is dead. The funeral, you know, and, but this is the time to rejoice and celebrate the fact that, that people are here and uh, the, the love for each other in the community. And, it's, and I'll say this and I'm going to be quiet. The church has, and I can't go back to that because I'm really involved in that piece, um, has, there's a scripture that says that people perish for lack of knowledge. And I think, and someone says, pray it away. It's more than praying it away. There should be resources, as you said, and talk about it. Now, it's not a taboo subject. You know, it's a subject that we all, it's, it's real. And um, not, okay, I'm going to pray for that. That's great. But we need to have information that's readily available to give to people and, and not make people feel that they are, um, uh, shouldn't be allowed to be able to talk about or feel ashamed about something, but loved on them anyway and give them information that can help them to the next place. Absolutely. I also think that um, you should celebrate the church that's allowing us to do that. You know what I'm saying? That way we'll exactly. get the other churches. Okay, it's okay to do. It's okay to accept. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's mm -hmm. not like, I think the churches are one of the key components that are um exactly. can get information out to to other people. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so if we if they can open their doors to to accept because like you, I'm sure there's people that go to church and have HIV but won't tell their pastor. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. exactly. And so like I think it needs to be where you can talk about this and not be afraid, not be afraid that because you're talking, you might catch it or you know making a person feel. The main thing about HIV and AIDS, I can remember coming through, is about that rejection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. rejected, and and mm -hmm. people are still feeling that same thing. If mm -hmm. I tell you, will I get rejected? Exactly. You know, so, right. And I think people that goes to church are probably still feeling that same thing. If I tell anybody in, in the church, if I tell my past, it might spread like wildfire, and then they might segregate me from the open fellowship, you know what I'm saying? So, but I think, right. I think you should also celebrate that church that's doing this because they're taking, they, they're, they're being open enough to be willing to take this celebration in and allow people to know right. other community churches to know that um, this is our community. So yeah. like, right. you know, if I'm willing to do it, why yeah. not the next community? Why not the next church? Because that be that be one instrument to help us get um, lower the, the rates of HIV and AIDS. Yeah, well, uh, right. just to give kudos to my church, um, this is the first celebration that I actually uh, did in the church. Actually, this is my first celebration, period. But I had info sessions at my church. Right, I remember. In the you, past. Yeah, you were talking my about aunt, My aunt, who is 100 years old, at the time, Amazing. she mm -hmm. was probably in her 90s in the pastor. Yes. So I had to go have a conversation with her. And I, and thank God she's open-minded. One thing she didn't allow me to do was pass out condoms because I guess I was pushing it. 
but she allowed <laughs> me to have conversation, bring people in to talk about it, the facts, the myths. We did all of that because we did have people in our church that were positive. And she mm -hmm. knew. Mm -hmm. She knew. So I, I, I really appreciate her. And it's very, very, very rare. It should not be. Mm -hmm. But it's very rare that churches will open their doors for such an event like this. And I think this is only my personal opinion that it exposes more than they want to be exposed. Yeah. But we cannot keep hiding behind. I what, agree. You know, I what, agree. What, you know, because that's what I, this, this saying that. To the fellowship that I belong. We are sick of, as I see our secrets. Now, if we keep this secret of HIV and AIDS, our community is going to continue to die. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, because it's not enough information reaching to our community. So, a lot of people of color they like going to church. They like getting up on Sunday, putting their Sunday best on. You know, and and praising praising the Lord and all that. But the Lord even wants us to to reach out to these people because Jesus did it. You know what I'm saying? I think one of the biggest issues is you can't preach against something that you're participating in. Mm. And they find out. So if you are participating in something that you're preaching against, I'm pretty much not going to bring it to my church. If I'm the leader, I'm I'm going to try to probably keep it out. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that has been the issue in some churches, but we're talking about some years ago. So hopefully things are turning around. Well, you know, my, my thing is we, we should all approach this, you know, from the angle of health and wellness. Yeah. See, and that that eliminates all of these lines of, you know, what you believe and what you don't believe because either, you know, cause you know, health and wellness is good for everybody. Isn't yeah. it? So, yeah. I, and, 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 and we can, and we can, and we can work on and, and, and then, you know, because some people are hardlined. I mean, you know how some of these, you know, how some of these, and we can work on that and we can work on, you know, some of the other stuff, but see, if we go, if we go at it from a health and wellness standpoint, see, I I I want to be in the house because I want to let people know. Yes, there are still case managers here. Yes, if you if you need concrete case management, you can come. You know, there, there's still people at the Hill Health Center. There's still medical case managers at the Hill Health Center. You can still get uh, testing. All that all of the services for infectious diseases are still there. There's still places that you can come. You can still get education. You can get the right information. That's why I want to be there because I want to make sure that that people get the right information. And I know other people are going to be there tooting the same horn, but these are the types of forums that we need to, to, to come to and really toot our horns and say, Hey, look, this is where we are. Spread the word. These are my, these are my business cards or this is my phone number. You know, if, you know, if you need anything, come, no, I don't have any condoms today, but this is where you can come and get them. You know, no, I don't have this, but, you know, come and get it here. Um, this is how we help one another. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I may not be able, you know, look, 
you know, can I come and talk to you? I have appointment cards. I'll give you an appointment right there. See, that's how I roll. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, how I roll. I, I give him my personal phone number. Here, call me. Well, I well, I, well, I do because, because I used to do that, but I learned. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm new at this, so I'm giving them a person. You know, not only that, because I'm an intensive medical case manager, I need to be able. They need to be able to reach somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially I learned because I, I learned. I learned from you. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I learned from I'm me. Gonna, huh? Yeah, I, I mean, I do think you're right, and and shout out to St. Mary's um, for for holding the space and and for having the space. Absolutely. Um, but I also think you're right, right in that. Um, so my my mother in law and I talk about this a lot. She is um, a very she's very devoted to her church, and uh, and has gotten into some disagreements with some other folks at her church because her view has always been that Jesus taught you to love your your brothers and your sisters and your siblings uh no matter who they are and no matter how they show up in their skin and uh which shouldn't be controversial but i i guess we're living in a period where somehow that's controversial right um but but he was a radical right he loved you if you were poor he loved you if you were sick he loved you if you were a sex worker like he did not right. care he didn't um, yeah, that's right. And and so shout out to to the fact that St. Mary's is holding this space. Um I do I do want to recognize that. So how are each of you bringing that spirit of celebration in on December 2nd? I'm sorry. How are you bringing in the spirit of celebration? No, I I heard that, but my phone can you guys hear my phone in the background that's going crazy? No. I cannot. Okay, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm looking like oh lord. Um so that night we have a dance troupe. We have a dance troupe. I can't wait. This is going to be oh, something. Be nice. <laughs> we have a dance troupe. We have three singers that will end the night in a medley. And it's the Met. I don't want to give away the songs, but the songs are so uplifting, and it's going to be so good because everybody know these songs, and it's just Ooh. going to, uh, it's just gonna, it's gonna mess you up, especially the old schoolers like the Teddy Pendergrass is coming through. <laughs> okay, that's gonna be good. Okay, so it's just about loving one another. I just want to hug some people. You sometimes a person haven't received a hug in years. I know, I know, I know. And, and, I and just want to say I see you. And I just want to say I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. That's all I want to do because you don't know where life is going to take you. So please do not ever believe that you're better than mm -hmm. or this can't happen to you. Do not ever believe that. That's right. And That's right. then the grace and mercy you would want to receive. Mm -hmm. That's right. And what I've learned, what I've learned for, from us, for people of color, that a lot of us live in our trauma. You know what I'm saying? And we don't know how to love in that trauma. So like we're standoffish and, you know, and, 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 and not open to like receiving hugs because we don't know how. You know, mm. a lot of us don't know how because, like, we're we're living from trauma to trauma to trauma, and we live at it as if we, as if, if it's natural. You know, and so 
as a therapist, I want to teach people how to love, how to love from within your trauma. You know, that way, because sometimes that could be a little bit of healing. But I, I, I there's so much I want to do for our our community, and I know, like Elsie Cofield, I can't do it alone. Right, but I need all of us. Like you know, what I'm saying, I need all of us. Yeah, I'm. I want to be in that march, but I'm. I don't want to march alone. I want my brothers and sisters to march with me. You know? Just look, 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 Nadine. You're doing you you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. You don't have to li listen. You. If Mrs. Cofield was here today, she'd be she'd be break dancing on Chapel Street. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. She'd be very, very proud of you. And we yeah. all and and I, and, I have and, to say and, I watch you guys. I watch you. You know what I'm saying? Because that well, was, that, because did, we well, had, that's like, how you know, we had to get down. I mean, you know, I, I have to watch. Like, you know, do these people really care about me being HIV positive? You know what I'm saying? You know, I know that I know they're taking in that she's a trans woman and and taking it in and and you know accepting it. But do they really care? Because a lot of us still don't think that people care about what we what we're doing. You know? Yeah, I know, I know. Well, oh, we, we, we're still trying to we're still breaking that stigma. It's out there, but we're still fighting. We're still fighting. We're behind now. And we will also have dinner that night. So we're gonna. Mm -hmm. We're gonna provide some food so you can leave happy and full. Some fiddles. Sean's <laughs> gonna sneak in the oxtail. <laughs> if you guys don't know what that's a reference to, you haven't been with us for this whole time. So go back, go back and listen to this whole interview. Um some fiddles. before before we go, because our time is winding down, I also wanna ask everyone on this call so the show grew out of um, how artists and creatives and sort of culture makers were living in in the COVID-19 pandemic and the that pandemic is still with us I would say um, the HIV and AIDS epidemic <laughs> in a very different way is still with us um, so how are you all taking care of yourselves as well as you do this work Vacation, meditation, vacation, <laughs> meditation, and a therapist. Yeah. Oh, yes. Number everyone one. should be in therapy. I tell people that all, especially well, women, but everyone should be in therapy. Yes. I agree. Yes, that's the first thing because you have to be healthy in order to help somebody and be effective. And, I, and 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 you and, and you do have you do have to seek uh, a lot of supervision. Uh, yeah. when you're doing these uh, uh, these uh, positions uh, because the patients, I mean, they come with everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so you, you never know what, you you know, you might be uh, unpacking one day. Um, so, you know, you have to be able to um, uh, have a debrief uh, yourself uh, so that you will be able uh, to be safe you know, in your mind and, you know, and, and, and behold, when, you know, you get home and do your thing. I think a lot of what helps me is, you know, my groundedness to the mission, mm -hmm. you know, because I know why I'm here. Yeah. Um, and uh, when people, when, when, when people get slick and threaten my job, I tell them I don't. I'm not. I don't work for you. I know who I'm working for. Oh. 
and they don't understand they you know they don't understand what I'm saying but I don't work for them mm. okay I work for the people that that's who I'm working for and um so I I'm 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 around for a different reason and um I'm not going anywhere I will be around you know as much as I can and I will help as much as I can because Mrs. Cofield I you know it was really crazy Mrs. Cofield I mean she snatched me out of uh New Haven Family Alliance it was like snap she's like come on when you when are you coming <laughs> and I was and you know next thing you know I was there and you know um we really did some 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 really uh terrific work I learned a lot there and and I'm and I, she is she is sorely missed yeah. um but the fruits of her labor the fruits of her work is what I think um is most rewarding to see right now so mm -hmm. I I want to um I want to thank you know, you for, for having me on, uh, for me to even be able to articulate this, um, because this is therapeutic um, in and of itself uh, to be able to uh, to say this. But um, again, to see people grow, to see uh, uh, it, uh, things go from one extreme uh, to a better extreme, even though we've had uh, uh, issues uh, along the way. Um, We've done some real good work in New Haven and I'm proud of what we've done. Yeah. Stefan Jenkins, I'm gonna bring it to you. How are you taking care of yourself? Well, I spend a lot of time by myself. That's number one, which I love because I get to write. I, I'm an author, so I do a lot of writing. That's very therapeutic for me. I um, create. So I'm a graphic designer. That's very, you know, uh, therapeutic for me. And um, getting, you know, just taking self-care, just taking that those times um, to be alone and to, you know, <sighs> woosah, let it all out and then start thinking. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I know one of the things that I do is like, I think I'm a fabulous singer. People might not believe it. So when I'm home, that's, <laughs> that's, that's one oh, of the things I relax You know, I think I sing soprano. My father said, no, Tina. <laughs> I want to hear you sing now. That's <laughs> oh, It's so good. But I, I do that. And I have a network of people, like, you know, that um right. call me on my stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that's healthy. Like, you know, like... Sometimes in this, we think, you know, for myself, sometimes I think some, oh, this person did this, and then I have to think about, okay, what part did you play? You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And so, and how did, how could you, how, how could you make it better? So I have, like that, like I said, I sing, um, I get therapy, I have a network, and I talk to other people that's with like minds. So that way, to make sure that I'm kind of, I'm on track of what I'm supposed to be, in alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Colin, I don't want to forget about you. Oh, well, I, music is, um, I'm a writer musically. Um, 
and then I'm also do case management as well. But um, for me, it's those success stories and also that I see that helps me as well as um, the music that uh, musically writing and uh, you know involved engaging in that. I think as I said earlier, it's, it, music is a uh, uh, therapeutic in and of itself. Um, it, it can help you. I mean, I I had uh, one once um, an interview for a position at Stanford Hospital as a music therapist, um, and for people dealing with Alzheimer's. And it was interesting mm-hmm. to see that how they respond to music. They may not be able to have a conversation to you, with mm-hmm. you, but when they hear something that's from their era, it brings back something in. Um, to them, and they're able to to communicate, and they start to be be you know be able to sing. Uh, my father passed away almost two years now, mm. and he dealt with that. But Sorry. he was a preacher, and it was interesting how one one morning uh, he you know he's a pastor, but we were all on a family call, and that particular morning we were talking, and he began to preach a sermon as though. We, you know, we started quoting scriptures, but what scripture and preaching sermon and what for that for that moment, that was the man that we knew. He was also the man we knew anyway, but the man that we knew in terms of here he is being able to do what he loved to do and he's done so for so many years. So there's so many things that can can uh, resonate, and music is one of the things I think for for people for me anyway. Uh, it keeps me, it keeps me, uh, you know, keeps me happy. Keeps me uh, it's therapeutic for me as well. Even though you write it, sometimes you write about what you are dealing with, mm-hmm. or you or what you, or what you see, and uh, so it's, it's therapeutic for me in that regard. Absolutely. I um, I want to thank everyone. We're about out of time, but I want to remind listeners: if you're just joining us, or if you've been with us for this uh, this period of time. We've been talking about an upcoming celebration in honor of World AIDS Day it's on December 2nd at 6 p.m. at 266 Shelton Avenue. Andrea Daniel Singleton, I'm going to ask you, how can folks find out more about this event and make, and make sure they show up? Get your butt there. So uh, I have distributed the flyers to almost every agency and i had conversations with either case managers or program directors and it was uh also sent out to the ryan white consortium so it has it's out there and it's jumping and i just invite everybody just come on just come on it's going to be a blast we just gonna smile. That's what I want to do. I want to smile. What we, and that's sing. what we need yes. to do. And sing. That's what I'm here mm-hmm. for. Absolutely. I want to thank everyone for taking the time. We've been on here. We've had a wonderful discussion. And I will see all of you beautiful people, I hope, on December 2nd at 6 p.m. Thank yes. you all so much. And have a beautiful night. We are pre-recording this before okay. Thanksgiving. So I hope everyone has a beautiful, safe, and happy Thanksgiving as well. You as well. All right, thank you, you too. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Hope good, good night, night everybody. Good night. Good night.